Hi, everybody. This is Blaine Walsh with Ernie Harwell welcoming you to the second All-Star Baseball game of 1961. Brought to you by Gillette, maker of the 195 adjustable razor and the remarkable super blue blade that gives all but unbelievable shaving comfort. Foamy, the cream of all instant lathers. And Right Guard, the new power spray deodorant for men. And the dealers with the All-Star lineup. Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge. Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, and Imperial. The cars of Chrysler Corporation. Of their 31st All-Star Baseball Classic featuring the great stars of the National League versus the stars of the American League. This is the second All-Star game to be played here at Fenway Park. The first one was played back in 1946, and that marked the start of a long career of outstanding performances and all-star play by Ted Williams, the man who will throw out the first ball here today. It is the third all-star game to be played in Boston. Ten years before that, in 1936, they played one at Braves Field. This is the second all-star game of the year. The first game was played at Candlestick Park in San Francisco and was won by the National League 5-4 in 10 innings. We have a beautiful day here in Boston for the game. The skies are perfectly clear. The temperature is 75 degrees. The relative humidity at 64%. And we have an east-northeast wind at 10 to 15 miles per hour. In this all-star series, the American League has won 16 games. The National League has won 14. The National has won the last three, two last year and the first one this year, six of the last nine, and 10 out of 14. Now let's take a look at the starting lineups for today's game. First of all, for the National League, leading off from the Los Angeles Dodgers, batting 301, Maury Wills at short. In the number two spot of the Milwaukee Braves, batting 292, Eddie Matthews at third base. In the number three spot for the National League, from the San Francisco Giants, Batting 318, Willie Mays in center field. Also from the San Francisco Giants, batting in the cleanup spot, hitting 322, Orlando Cepeda in left field. Batting five from the Pittsburgh Pirates, batting 360, the National League's leading hitter, Roberto Clemente in right field. In the number six spot from the St. Louis Cardinals, Batting 310, Bill White at first base. From the Milwaukee Braves, batting 288, Frank Bowling at second base. Batting in the number eight spot for the National League from the Pittsburgh Pirates, batting 277, the catcher, Smokey Burgess. And the National League starting pitcher from Cincinnati, Bob Perkey, who has a season's record of 13 wins and five losses. The manager again, the manager of the defending world champion Pittsburgh Pirates, Danny Murtaugh, and his coaches, Charlie Dressen of the Milwaukee Braves and El Tappy of the Chicago Cubs. The starting lineup now for the American League, and that tremendous cheer you hear in the background is for Warren Spahn of the Milwaukee Braves, a real great ovation for a great left-hander who just yesterday won his 298th game. We anticipate, of course, 
Another tremendous ovation when Ted Williams throws out the first ball, marking his return to Fenway Park. Now for the American League this afternoon. From the Detroit Tigers, leading off, batting 365, Norm Cash at first base. Another tremendous ovation for Stan Musial of the St. Louis Cardinals. Batting in the number two spot for the American League from the Detroit Tigers. Batting 277, Rocky Calavito in left field. Batting third for the American League from the Detroit Tigers. Batting 311, Al Kaline in right field. In the number four spot, from the New York Yankees, batting 329, Mickey Mantle in center field. Batting fifth for the American League from the Cleveland Indians, batting a 309, John Romano, catching. Next, from the Chicago White Sox, batting 265, playing short, Louis Aparicio. Batting in the number seven spot from the Cleveland Indians, batting at 285, playing second base, Johnny Temple. Eighth from the Baltimore Orioles, batting 305, Brooks Robinson at third base. And the American League starting pitcher this afternoon, another right-hander from the Detroit Tigers, Jim Bunning, whose season's record is 11 wins and eight losses. The umpires for the game today, behind the plate, Larry Knapp of the American League. At first base, Frank Sicori from the National League. At second base, John Flaherty of the American League. And at third base, Ed Sudol of the National League. And down the lines, on the left field line will be Al Smith of the American. And on the right field line, Chris Pelicutis of the National League. Both ball clubs now have been introduced. The National League lined up along the third baseline. The American League lined up along the first baseline. A U.S. Marine Corps color guard has marched to the flagpole in left center with the colors. Phil Phillips, movie and TV star from Boston, will sing the national anthem accompanied by the St. Williams Band and conducted by Arthur Fiedler. Arthur Fiedler now, famous conductor and well-known everywhere, moves out across the right field area. And now they are introducing Phil Phillips, who will sing the national anthem. Mr. Fiedler is ready. And this is 12-year-old Phil Phillips. Ladies and gentlemen, from Fenway Park in Boston, our national anthem. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. <laughs>
of the other microphone, our good friend, the broadcaster with the Detroit Tigers, Ernie Harwell. Thank you very much, Blaine Walsh, and hi, everybody, from Fenway Park in Boston. We're getting ready now for a little pregame ceremony that's very fitting here in Boston. Ted Williams, the great Red Sox slugger, is going to toss out the first ball before this All-Star game. It'll be Ted's first public appearance in Boston since last September the 28th when he belted his 521st and last home run of his great American League Baseball career. Uh, Ted is standing just to the left of the American League dugout, which is, of course, the home dugout, and on the first base side, photographers have all gathered around, and we're waiting now for the splendid splinter to throw out that first ball. This is the second time that Williams has tossed out a first ball for an all-star game. He did it back in 1943, following his return from service in Korea, when he was invited to do the honors in Cincinnati by Commissioner Ford Frick. Ted appeared in 18 of these midsummer All-Star games and had a 304 average. And here's an ovation for Williams as he tosses out the first ball of the second game of 1961. Johnny Romano, the American League catcher, grabs the ball and gives it back to Ted, and we're still getting a great ovation from these fans here in New England. Now Ted's gonna have to do it a couple of more times for the benefit of the newspaper and newsreel photographers. The National League has won the first All-Star game of this season. They won it out in San Francisco in 10 innings by a score of 5-4. to four. They've now won the last three, but the American League leads in All-Star victories 16-14. to 14. Charlie Dressen takes over the coaching box at third base. El Tappy over at first base, representing the Cubs in the National League. And around the infield now on defense, Brooks Robinson will be third, Louis Aparicio at short, Johnny Temple at second base, Norman Cash at first, Al Kaline in right field, Mickey Mantle in center field, and Rocky Calavito in left. Leading off for the National League will be Mari Wills, the switch-hitting shortstop from the Los Angeles Dodgers, batting 301. Wills was a right-hand hitter in his minor league career. He made the switch to switch-hitting at Spokane back in 1958. And that was the beginning, actually, of his stardom. He was brought up the next year by the Dodgers and here to stay and now an all-star. The umpiring alignment, Larry Knapp will be behind the plate. Frank Sicori will be at first base. John Flaherty at second. Ed Sudall at uh, third. Al Smith down the line and left. And Chris Palakutis is down the line in right field. Bunning has won 11 and lost eight. This will be his uh, fourth all-star appearance. He started in 1957 at St. Louis. Now we're ready for the first pitch. Wills takes the ball outside, a fastball wide on the left-hand batting shortstop. Bunning started in 1957 at St. Louis and retired nine batters in a row. He got the victory for the American League in that game. Lanky right-hander, he throws sidearm. Good fastball. Swung on, there's a line drive to Norman Cash, and there's one away. Cash at first base, spears a liner off the bat of Wills. And there's one down. Now from Milwaukee, the left-hand batting third baseman, Eddie Matthews. Eddie playing in his eighth game as an all-star third baseman. And that sets a new all-star record. Big, strong left-hand batter. Eddie Matthews from Milwaukee. One out and nobody on. The battle just underway at Fenway Park in Boston. 
Out on deck for the National League, Willie Mays, their center fielder. Bunning delivers, and Matthews takes a strike. A curve got across, letter high. The outfield has been around deep to right. The infield back, especially on the right side on Eddie Matthews. Bunning heaving a big sigh out on the mound now. Checks his sign with his catcher, Johnny Romano. Matthews waiting on the strike one pitch. He takes the ball just off the corner. One and one the count on Ed. Bunning usually is a slow worker. He likes to take his time, a little cap tugging and scraping around out on the mound from time to time. Now the windup and the pitch. Matthews swings as a fly ball foul down in the right field seats. A hooking drive in the right field seats is a foul ball. He got good wood on that, but he got out in front and pulled it too much. So Matthews stepping back in the batter's box now. Bunning looking him over carefully. Aparicio is pulled over near second base at shortstop, playing deep. The pitch swung on and popped up over near first base. Temple back on the grass behind first, shading his eyes, and he makes the catch now in foul territory. That ball blew into foul territory, back of first base. And Matthews is out on the pop fly to second baseman Johnny Temple. Well, here's the center fielder from the San Francisco Giants, Willie Mays. Willie, who about this time 10 years ago was breaking into the major leagues with the New York Giants. Mays batting 318, 29 home runs, 80 runs batted in. Two out and nobody on the opening inning. National League at bat. Bunning delivers. Swing and a miss by Mays. He took a cut at a curveball. Willie stands deep in the batter's box, spreads out up there. Right hander against the right hander. Now the windup by Bunning. He pitches and Mays takes a fastball down low. One and one, the count on him. Tug of the cap by Bunning goes back for the Rosenbag. Robinson playing a deep third base. Aparicio deep in the hole at short. Center fielder Mantle is way back in straightaway center field on Willie Mays. No score first inning. Nash League at bat. They've got two out and nobody on the bases. Now Bunning into action again. Kicks and delivers. Is a bounding ball. Hit the Robinson at third. The throw over to Norman Cash is in plenty of time, and the side is retired in order. And at the end of the first half of the first inning, it's the National League nothing and the American League nothing. Well, they got Willie Mays out that time, but you know any ball club would be willing to pay a bundle of cash for Willie and still consider it quite a bargain. And speaking of bargains, what a value Gillette offers you today. Now when you buy the Gillette adjustable razor for $1.95, you can get a can of Gillette Right Guard deodorant free. Here's your chance to try this new deodorant and save 89 cents. Just touch the button and out comes a fine mist that gets right through where odor begins. Destroys odor-causing bacteria. No more drippy, wasteful squeeze bottle sprays. Gummy rolls and sticky creams. Right Guard Power Spray gives you complete coverage and dries on contact. And now about that razor, the Gillette Adjustable gives you a choice of nine different settings at the turn of the micrometer dial on the handle. 
there's a stop that'll match your combination of skin and beard perfectly. You get a dispenser of those remarkable super blue blades, too. A shave so fast and easy, it's all but unbelievable. Get the Gillette Adjustable Razor, Super Blue Blades, and Right Guard Deodorant for the price of the razor set alone, $1.95. But you better hurry, there aren't many left. No score last half of the first inning, and here's Norman Cash, the American League's leading hitter and first baseman from the Detroit Tigers, a left-hander, to face right-hander Bob Perkey. And the pitch is on the way. It's a ball down low on Norm. Norm has uh, a sore rib and a sore leg. He was hit by a pitch ball in the uh, ball game at Tiger Stadium on Friday night. Uh, Perky, who's won 13 and lost five this year, delivers, and Cash takes a curveball down low. 2 and 0 on the leadoff man. Perky appeared in the All-Star game at San Francisco, worked two innings, allowed no runs and no hits, struck out one and didn't walk anybody. That's his only previous All-Star appearance. He pitches, Cash swings and fouls it off the mask of Larry Knapp, the plate umpire, and the count is 2-1 and one on Norman. No score last half of the first. Perky formerly with the Pirates, he lives right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He delivers, there's a swing and a miss on a fastball up in the letters. 2-2 the count on Cash. Perky at times uses a knuckleball. And most of those knucklers like to throw it on a strike two count. The National League went out in order for the slants of Jim Bunning and now the American League at bat in the last half of the first inning. On the wind up the pitch, Cash swings and fouls it on the screen. Still two and two on Norm. Cash from El Dorado, Texas, first uh, broke in with the White Sox. They dealt him off to Cleveland. Cleveland traded him to the Tigers, and this is his second year with Detroit. The wind-up, the pitch, it's a strike called. He looked at one right over above the knees. A fastball caught him looking. Cash is called out on strikes. One away, and Rocky Colavito, the American League left fielder, steps in. Colavito batting 277, 29 home runs. He's knocked home 90 runs. The outfield goes deep and around the left. Matthews at a deep third base. Wills at very deep shortstop on the left side of the infield. Now Bob Perkey winds and delivers, and it's a slow curve in tight on Colavito. Ball one on Rocky. Around the American League, the pattern seems to be the slow curveball to Rocky a lot. Waste the fastball and try to get him to go for the curve. Waiting on a 1-0 delivery now from Perky. Colavito swings as a fly ball to left. It may be trouble. Way back up there. And it is a home run for Colavito up on the left field screen. One to nothing American League. Rocky Colavito hits one up in the screen here in left field, and the American Leaguers take the lead one to nothing over the National League. Here's Al Kaline subbing for the injured Roger Maris. Another right-hand batter, another Detroit Tiger, batting 311. 
Kaline takes a strike, a curveball, got across on the outside corner. Kaline has a hitting streak of 22 straight games in the American League season. Here's the pitch. It's a ball down low, the fastball. One and one, the count on Al. There's a young fella grew up around Baltimore, signed for a bonus by the Tigers. A great all-around star. The pitch is a ball inside. Two one. That's the count on Kaline. A run is in. One to nothing. The American League in the opening inning. Out of wind up by Perky. He delivers. Kaline takes the ball outside. Perky trying to hit that outside corner with a fast one that time, and the count has gone to two and one on Al Kaline. Uh, the windup by Bob Perky. He delivers. Here's a bounding ball back to Perky. He gloves it. The throw to first to Bill White is in plenty of time. And they are two out in the American League first inning. The batter now will be Mickey Mammel, the switch hitter. The speedster from Oklahoma, Mickey Mammel, representing the Yankees and playing in center field, batting 329. 39 home runs and 92 runs batted in for the Mick this year. Probably the most powerful switch hitter in the history of baseball. The only one ever to win a batting title, switching. Here's a pitch. It's a ball up high, a fastball, high and wide on Mantle. Matthews playing a very wide third base, almost over to shortstop. The outfield uh, a little more straight away than the infield. On defense against Mickey Mantle. one nothing American League in the lead. The pitch is swung on and fouled upstairs out of play. One ball, one strike, the count on Mantle. Mike Higgins, who is the manager here in Fenway Park for the Boston Red Sox, is the American League coach today at first base. Lumen Harris, the Baltimore coach, is coaching at third. Now Mantle waiting, here it comes. He takes a curveball in close up at the point of the shoulder. Two and one, the count on Mickey Mantle. Calavito's home run with nobody on is the ball game so far. One to nothing. The American League leads. Last half of the first inning. Uh, Perky into action again. The right-hander delivers. Here's a swing and a miss. He tried to check that time, but he'd gone too far on an inside fastball. 2-2 Two -two the count on Mantle. Johnny Romano, the Cleveland catcher, waiting up the on-deck circle. Perky into action on the mound. He pitches. Mantle swings as a high fly ball to deep center. Willie Mays is camping under it. He's waiting. Now comes in a couple of steps and makes the catch for the out. It's one run on one hit. No errors. Nobody left. And at the end of one full inning, the score, the American League won, the National League nothing. Well, say, are you sick and tired of pens that won't give you dependable writing performance? Well, then get yourself a Papermate pen. Papermate pens write every time. Absolutely won't skip over handprints, fingerprints, grease spots, you name it. A Papermate pen won't even skip over a smear of butter. And when you buy a Papermate pen, your satisfaction is unconditionally guaranteed. If the pen doesn't perform, we'll replace it. Papermate offers you a full line of pens to choose from, a wide range of styles, colors, and prices. 
And Paper Mate has a full line of refills, too. Choose from standard, famous piggyback with two points, two ink supplies, or the new Texas refill with a jumbo ink supply. So get dependable writing. Get a pen that works every time. Look for the two hearts on the clip, the trademark of a dependable Paper Mate pen. You'll find Paper Mate pens and refills at stores everywhere. Here come the National Leaguers to bat now, and they're half of the second inning against right-handed Jim Burning. One to nothing, the American League in the lead, and Orlando Cepeda, the left fielder, will lead off for the National Leaguers. Cepeda batting 322 for the National League season, 29 home runs, 93 runs batted in. Big, strong right-hand batter stands deep. The pitch is over for a strike call to let her high fastball. Strike one on Cepeda. Bunning set him down in order in the opening inning. Not a ball hit out the infield against Lanky Jim. Jim's got a wife and six youngsters back home. He's got to be good. Oh, the windup and the pitch. Cepeda takes the ball in close. Almost hit him. One and one the count. He steps out now, gets some dirt on his hands. Calavito's homer in the opening inning put the American Leaguers in the lead. That's the score now, one to nothing in the second. Uh, the windup by Jim Bunning. He delivers. Here's a ground ball foul outside of third base. And it's a one-two count on Cepeda. This is his sixth year in organized baseball for Cepeda, his fourth for the Giants. His father, who is now deceased, was a great ball player in Puerto Rico. Won the batting championship down there four times. Orlando waiting at the batter's box now on a one-two delivery from Jim Bunning. And here it comes. He fouls it up on the screen. One ball and two strikes. This was the first ballpark in the major leagues ever to erect a screen for the purpose of sending a ball back to the home plate area and to save the baseballs. This ballpark was built back in 1912. Uh, Bunning into action. Kicks and delivers. Cepeda takes a slow curve. It's two and two. Cotavito's home run putting the American Leaguers in the lead one to nothing. It's the second inning. That's the second all-star home run for Rocky. Uh, the windup by Jim Bunning. And the pitch. Cepeda takes the ball outside. Three and two. It's a full count on Cepeda. 1946 when they played the All-Star game here, there was a lot of howling about the left field wall, how close it would be. And nobody hit a home run to left field in that ball game. Uh, Cepeda waiting on the 3-2 delivery. Bunning pitches. Here's a line drive. Hit the Aparicio at short. And he makes the catch. Almost knocked him down, but he held on to that baseball. Little Louie made the catch of a line drive. It directly to his glove. Cepeda is out, and Roberto Clemente is the next man up. Clemente representing the Pittsburgh Pirates, leading the league in hitting with a 360 mark. He has 16 home runs and 63 RBIs. A right-handed to face Bunning. Mantle is playing him uh, to hit a little bit toward right field. Calavito has pulled over in left center. 
on Roberto Clemente. He takes a wide one, ball one. American League is all dressed in white. That posed quite a problem for Aparicio, too, because he was up here playing against the Red Sox in a gray traveling uniform, didn't have his white one when they told him he'd have to play. But he got one. Here's a swing and a miss by Clemente. One and one to count on him. The only way they could get Louie his uniform was to call the Chicago Cubs, and Ernie Branks brought it up for him. High-priced uh, valet service, I'd say. <laughs> now the pitch on the way. Swung on. There's a fly ball to center field. Here comes Mantle racing over. He's there and makes the catch. The first ball hit to the outfield, picked off by Mickey Mantle. Clemente is out in there two away in the National League second inning to bring to bat Bill White, the left-hand hitting first baseman, from the St. Louis Cardinals. Bill batting at a 310 mark. American League one, National League nothing. It's the second inning. White, formerly with the Giants, leaning in, waiting on Bunning's first pitch to him. Uh, Jim kicks and delivers, and there's a strike. He got the inside corner with a breaking ball. Strike one count on Bill White. Out on deck is Frank Bowling of Milwaukee. Mantle pulled over into deep right center on White. Bunning delivers. Here's a slow curve. It floats in beautifully. Strike two. Well, Bunning is mixing his pitches very effectively here. The fastball and then the slow curve. White in his fifth National League season. Hails from Rock Hill, Missouri. The pitch is swung on a ground ball on the right side of the infield. Temple charges. Has it. Throw to cash. And the National League out in order. And at the end of the first half of the second inning, the American League won, the National League nothing. Well, ball players go for a bargain just like the rest of us, and they snap it up fast. You'd be surprised how they've snared the latest Gillette offer. There aren't many left at stores around the country, so you better hurry and get your 89-cent container of Right Guard Power Spray deodorant free with the purchase of a Gillette adjustable razor. Right Guard is a new deodorant made especially for men. It's a power spray. It's strong yet gentle. No messy cream, gummy roll-on, or drippy spray. Right Guard dries on contact. In two seconds, you have 24-hour protection. And you must not forget about the razor until you've tried the Gillette Adjustable with those amazing super blue blades. Well, you just never had such comfort. With this razor, you adjust the blade edge and the angle to match your skin and beard exactly. One of the nine settings is just for you. You get both the razor set and deodorant for the price of the razor set alone, $1.95. A neat 89-cent saving. Johnny Romano will lead off for the American Leaguers in their half of the second inning, the last half of the second at Fenway Park. American League one, National League nothing on the home run by Rocky Colabito in the opening inning. And here's Romano. Big right-hand batting catcher with a batting mark of 309. Perky pitches, and there's a little pop fly. Back at first base, White going back, Bowling going back. And the second baseman, Bowling, makes a good running catch near the foul line. Romano is out popping to second baseman, Bowling. Well, here's Louis Aparicio subbing for the 
starter Tony Kubak at shortstop. Little fella from Venezuela. One of the top stealers in the American League. He's led the league in stealing for the last five years. The fellow who takes a 265 batting average up to the plate with him to face Bob Perky. One to nothing, American League in the lead. Second inning. Perky pitches, and it's a ball down low on Aparicio. Ball on the count on him. He stands deep in the batter's box, likes to move into the pitch, takes the curve outside. 2 0, oh, the count on Louie. Perky slips off his glove, rubs up that baseball a little bit. Sunny skies in Boston today. The windup, the pitch, Aparicio starts to bump but takes an outside one. And it's a 3 0 count on him. Matthews ready to charge on that bunt attempt. Uh, Perky working quickly winds delivers there's a strike he looked at a curve he got the curve on three and oh and took it on the outside corner. Now the windup by Bob Perky he delivers and it's a ball in close almost hit him it's ball four. Now there's the first walk of the game Aparicio picks it up he's on it first with one away and Johnny Temple will be the batter. And the fans here in Boston are already yelling at Aparicio to go, go, go. Temple from the Indians batting 285. One home run, 20 RBIs. Johnny has played as a National League All-Star and now as an American League All-Star. Right hand batter stands close to the plate. Outfield plays him straight away. Aparicio with a good-sized lead off first base. The set by Bob Perky on the mound, and he tosses one over to... Bill White at first base to keep Aparicio close. Temple hails from Tampa, Florida, born in North Carolina. Now waiting on Perky's delivery, and it's a ball inside. It got by the catcher, Burgess, and on to second goes Aparicio. The ball seemed to hit the mitt of Burgess and bound to the third base side. It'll be scored as a pass ball. Charge a pass ball to catcher Smokey Burgess. Aparicio moving to second. American League leading one to nothing. They're batting in the second inning. They've got a man on second and one away. Ball one count on Johnny Temple. Now Perky into the set position on the mound. He pitches. There's a foul on the screen. One and one. They count on Temple. Temple first signed with the Cincinnati organization. He and his brother and a Young friend went to tryout camp. They were the only ones who showed up. Temple then traded from Cincinnati to Cleveland for the 60 season. This is his second year with the Indians. Here's a pitch. Johnny takes the ball in close. Two and one the count on him now. American League one, National League nothing. It's the last half of the second inning. Calavito hit a home run in the opening inning for the game's only score. Hit one up on that netting. High above the wall in left field. Uh, Aparicio down the line from second bowling trying to check him back. Perky sets on the mound, looks back, and Aparicio dances back towards second. Outfield plays Temple about straight away. The infield's back. 
The game has seen only one hit so far. That was Calavito's homer. The only other runner is Aparicio, who took the walk and went to second on the pass ball. Uh, Tempo waiting on the 2 1 delivery. Perky's still uh, looking at Aparicio, and they're having quite a battle of nerves out there right now. Here's a set by Bob Perky on the mound. Look back to second. The pitch to Temple is in too close for a ball. Three and one. That was a fast ball down around the knees on Johnny Temple. Right, Johnny steps out, looking down to Lumen Harris at third base. Aparicio coming down the line from second, bowling, bluffing him back again. He's trying to get a big lead off Perky. Set by Perky, the pitch to Temple high, and he walks him. That's two walks off Perky. Puts two men on. And now let's pause. 30 seconds for station identification. This is WGY WGFM Schenectady. Don't strike out when it comes to car values. See Van at Van Dyke Motors. Low overhead and direct with the owner deals guarantee you the lowest price on a new Chrysler Plymouth or Valiant at Van Dyke Motors. Junction of routes 145 and 30 in Middleburg, New York. Robinson fouls off the first pitch to him from Perky and there's a strike one count on the Baltimore third baseman now with two men on one man out the American League in the lead in the second inning one to nothing Robinson batting 305 for the year Aparicio on second Temple on first uh, the set by Perky the pitch to Robinson is a strike called got a fastball in on Robbie he chokes that bat a little bit boy from Little Rock who didn't even play any high school ball. His high school didn't have baseball, but he was quite American Legion star in his sign lot days. Signed right off the Legion lots by uh, the Baltimore Ball Club. American League threatening with two men on and one away, both on walks. Here off Perky in the second. Set by Perky, the pitch. It's a ball down low. One and two. Burgess working behind the plate. Fires that ball back to Perky. The pitcher Jim Bunning is due to be the next batter. Norman Cash is at the on-deck circle right now. Now the one-two pitch. Robinson swings a ground ball, hit foul outside of third base. Gloved by Eddie Matthews there. And it's still one and two on Brooks Robinson. Aparicio returns to second. Back to first goes Johnny Temple. Aparicio seemed to worry Perky a little bit when he was out there at second base. Perky walked Temple at uh, Louis at second. Now he's pitching to Brooks Robinson. He's ahead of Robinson with a 1-2 pitch coming up. Here it is. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. That was a good pitch. A low fastball down around the knees on the inside. Fans Robinson. The second strikeout for Perky. And Jim Bunning will be the batter. Jim, not a great hitting pitcher, but he'll get his base hit once in a while. Certainly done a great job on the mound so far. Two innings and uh, nobody's reached base against him. He gets his bat and strolls up toward the plate. From Fort Thomas, Kentucky, Mr. Jim Bunning. 
Now the set by Bob Perky. Two on, two out. The pitch to Bunning fouled off. It'll be out of play back at first base. Strike one count on Bunning. The American League leads the National League in the second All-Star game of 1961. American League one, National League nothing. Uh, Bunning leaning and waiting. Aparicio off second. Temple with a big lead off first base. The pitch. It's a swing and a miss on an inside fastball. And Bunning turns around and looks at Larry Knapp. Claiming maybe silently that he checked his swing. Outfield is very shallow. Willie Mays is in close and short uh, center field here. Man on first. Man on second. Two away. Check of the side by Mr. Perky. He sets and pitches. Here's a little pop fly out toward first base. White is under it, makes a catch in fair territory to retire the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, two a left. And at the end of two full innings, the American League won, the National League nothing. Well, that first All-Star game was a real sizzler. Extra inning, dramatic finish, and it was a hot day to boot. In the locker room after the game, you should have seen how those hot, dusty players went for shaving cream shave. It's the only way to shave that makes you feel refreshed, gives you the pickup you want. It's the convenient way, too, with a shaving cream like Gillette Foamy, the fastest-growing instant lather of them all. Just a touch of the nozzle puts rich, bellowy cream at your fingertips. Full-bodied bodied lather that keeps your beard drenched through the whole shave. And your razor glides easily over your face, leaves you clean and refreshed. Foamy also gives your skin the added protection of K34, the antiseptic that kills harmful bacteria while you shave. So start your day cool, refreshed, with a Gillette Foamy Shave. Regular size costs only 79 cents. Giant economy size holds almost twice as much, only 98 cents. With cooling menthol added, same price. Ernie Harwell, along with Blaine Walsh at Fenway Park in Boston, the All-Star Game with the American League leading one to nothing at the end of two innings. Here come the National Leaguers to bat in their half the third. It'll be Frank Bowling, the Milwaukee second baseman, to lead off. Frank batting 288 has 13 home runs and 47 runs batted in. Facing a former teammate and a former roommate, Jim Bunning. Bowling traded by the Tigers to Milwaukee during the winter. Swings at the ground ball to third. Robinson comes up with it. The throw to first to cash in time. And that's the seventh straight National Leaguer to go down before the slants of Bunning. Smokey Burgess will be the batter. Left-hand batting catcher from Pittsburgh batting 277. Smokey has seven home runs, 30 runs batted in. Smokey's 18th year in organized baseball is 12th in the National League. He's been with four different clubs in the National League. He takes a curveball that is outside of all one, says Mr. Larry Knapp. American League one, National League nothing. The National Leaguers are batting in the third. Here's the windup and the pitch. He takes a strike. A curveball got across. One and one on Burgess. Smokey Hills from Forest City, North Carolina.
Mantle way back in right center field. Calavito back in left center. Here's the pitch. Burgess swings and fouls it off down the third baseline on the ground. One and two of the count on Smokey. Real name Forrest, of course. He's got his, got his nickname from his dad who played semi-pro ball down in Carolina, and they said he was Smokey on the bases. Well, this was Little Smokey. Although Smokey's quite a hefty Smokey right now. Left hand about awaiting on a 1 2 delivery from the right handed Jim Bunning. Here's a wind up by Jim. The pitch swing and a miss. He struck him out. Well, that's the first strikeout for Bunning, who is quite a strikeout pitcher. He has 127 in the regular American League season. And the batter is scheduled to be Bob Perkey. Nobody's come up the dugout steps yet from the National League dugout. Uh, Mr. Bunning has set him down in order the first eight men to face him. And we're still waiting for an appearance of a batter from the National League dugout. It's going to be the Pittsburgh first baseman Dick Stewart big strong guy who now lives in Pittsburgh. Swinging a couple of bats and stepping in there. Stewart batting 287 for the year. He has 15 home runs, 54 runs batted in. A big right hand batter to face Jim Bunning. Bunning looks him over carefully. American League leads one to nothing, third inning. Two out for the National League, nobody on base. Uh, Stewart digs in, Bunning pitches, and it's a ball inside. Fastball that time. Well, we told you back in 1957 at St. Louis, Bunning uh, started for the American League, retired the first nine men in a row. He's got one to go right now to equal that mark. He was a winning pitcher that year. Jim kicks and delivers. Here's a swing and a miss by Stewart, and the count is even on him at one and one. Here's a fellow who hit 66 home runs at Lincoln, Nebraska back in 1956. Always a home run threat with that bat in his hand. Stewart waiting. The pitch is a ball, a low curve outside, two and one. Well, Bunning is a type of pitcher that fits this ballpark. He pitched a no-hitter here against the Boston Red Sox in 1958. Tries to keep that ball away from the right-hand batters. Down and away. Now he's pitching two and one to Stewart, the pinch hitter for Perky. Uh, Stewart takes a cut. It's a ground ball up the middle. Aparicio over near second. Scoops it up. The throw to Cash and the side again is out in order. And Bunning sets out nine in a row. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of the first half of the third, it's the American League one, the National League nothing. Well, you can learn a lot from these ball players. For one thing, they're up on the latest good grooming tips and how they've latched on to Gillette's new deodorant, Right Guard. It's a power spray deodorant made especially for men. If you haven't tried it, now's the time. While the supply lasts, you can get a full-size 89-cent can of Right Guard free when you buy the $1.95 Gillette adjustable razor. And as I said, Right Guard is a power spray, not a messy cream that you have to rub in, a gummy roll-on or drippy spray. Just press the button, and in two seconds, you have 24-hour protection. 
The other half of the deal ensures you superb shaving comfort. The Gillette Adjustable, the razor you adjust to your skin and beard, and a dispenser of those remarkable super blue blades. If you don't agree this combination makes for the finest shaving ever, your money will be refunded. How's that for a deal? Razor, blades, deodorant, all for the price of a razor set alone, $1.95. And don't let this one slip by. Ernie Harwell and Blaine Walsh were at Fenway Park in Boston. The American League leads the National League one to nothing. Bunning has gone three innings and done a great job setting the National League down in order. And with Perky uh, leaving for the pinch hitter Dick Stewart, we'll have a new pitcher for the National League, Art Mahaffey of the Philadelphia Phils. He's won seven and lost 14 this year. Mahaffey, a right-hander, taking his tune-up tosses right now. And Bob Perky went two innings. He allowed one run on one hit. He walked two and he struck out two. Norman Cash, the leadoff man, will lead off again here in the third. Norm struck out leading off the ball game against Perky, took a call third strike. Mahaffey, the right-hander, 6'1", 200 pounds, hails from Philadelphia, just 23 years old, and this is only his second year in the big leagues. Came up with the Phillies late last year. There's a ball down low, fastball on Norman Cash. He won seven and lost three for the Phillies in the second part of the year last year. A little breeze kicking up around here now. Uh, Cash digs in, one to nothing, the American League leads. It's the third inning. There's a swing and a miss by Norman Cash. One and one to count on him. He really went around on that one. Mahaffey's got a fastball that takes a little rise and uh, Cash swung onto that one. Mahaffey pitching, there's a foul ball that'll be on the roof out of play, back of the plate. One and two to count on Cash. Mahaffey struck out 17 this year, 17 Cubs. One short of the Major League record in one ball game. Big guy picking up his sign from Burgess. Here's a pitch. Cash swings as a high fly ball. Foul. Back at first base. White is under it. Bowling behind him. Now White makes the catch over near the seats. Cash fouls out to Bill White. The National League first baseman, and there's one away. And here's a man who is responsible for the American League lead, Rocky Colavito, hit a home run on the screen in the first inning, his second All-Star home run. Rocky Calisthenics, as they sometimes call him, because uh, he does all kind of exercises before he steps in up there at the batter's box. I'm a halfy ready to pitch to him. One out, nobody on in the third. There's a high pop-up, back of short. Wills is back in short left field, looking up in the sun now, and he makes a catch. Calavito is out number two. That'll bring to bat Al Kaline, the Detroit right fielder who bounced out to pitcher Perky, his only time at bat. Well, Mr. Bunny equaled his performance of 1957 at St. Louis. 
Setting down nine men in a row in his three innings of work. A K-line digging in against Mahaffey, the Philadelphia right-hander. Mahaffey sidearms him with a fastball. It's low and away on Al Ball one. The wind seems to have changed. It was blowing out a little bit when we started. It's coming in more now. Blowing in from center and from right toward the third base side. There's a strike called. He got a curve across. One and one, the count on K-line. Now digging in, waiting. And the pitch on the way. Strike a curveball up ladder high. A fast curve that time. Two out and nobody on for the American Leaguers. They've got the lead over the National League. One to nothing in the third. Mahaffey in relief of Bob Perky. In the American League bullpen, Ken McBride has been heating up. Now the pitch. Swing a bounding ball to shortstop. Wills comes up with it. Tough play. Throw to White. He's out, and that retires the side. American League out in order. And at the end of three at Boston, it's the American League one and the National League nothing. Well, we've seen some great pitching here by Jim Bunning of the Tigers, who equaled his great performance in 1957 at the All-Star Game in St. Louis when he retired nine straight batters. The only other Tiger who has ever started the ball game in the All-Star Game was Hal Newhauser back in 47. And we're going to get a new pitcher. I believe it'll be Ken McBride. So far, the story of the game is one base hit, a home run by Rocky Colavito. Rocky hit his in the first inning with nobody on to put the American Leaguers in front, and that's the way it is right now, one to nothing. The National League will go back to the top of their batting order with Mari Wills. And here's the announcement on our new American League pitcher. It's going to be Don Schwal, a young right-hander from Boston, to take over. McBride has been throwing in the bullpen. He's taken a seat, and Schwal, S-C-H-W-A-L-L, -L, will be the new pitcher. Well, here's a fellow with quite a story, Don Schwal. He's a boy from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, grew up around Ypsilanti, was quite a basketball star there. Won himself a scholarship to... Oklahoma U and now his home on the roster is listed Norman Oklahoma but his folks live out in Colorado Springs he pitched at Oklahoma along with Eddie Fisher another big league pitcher and Swall was not even on a major league roster when this season started so he's the first fellow in the history of the all-star game since it started back in 1933 to make an all-star appearance without starting the season on a major league roster quite a record for Don Schwal. He started at Seattle this year when he won three and lost one. And Swall with the Red Sox has been their outstanding pitcher. He has won 11 and lost only two. He's a right-hander. And this young man is only 23 years old. Don Schwal. Mari Wells will be the first man to face Swall. Bunning going out with that perfect record. The second time he's done that in all-star competition. Wills batting 
left-handed, the switch hitter against Small. The pitch is a strike. He got a curveball over. Well, the first one in there. Well, quite a lot of pressure on this young man. He's the only Red Sox representative on the All-Star team. He winds and pitches. There's a fastball in close one and one. Fourth inning, the American League leads one to nothing over the National. Swall ready, delivers. There's a ball outside. Two and one, the count on Mari Wills. Romano calling time and trotting out to the mound. Swall got a large bonus from the Boston organization to sign. Got his start in 58 at Waterloo, then Alpine, then Minneapolis, and this year started at Seattle, but now full-fledged all-star. 6-6, right-handed delivers. Here's a ball outside, a fastball very wide. Three and one, the count on Wills. Got a big motion, Swall has. Now the windup by Don. He pitches. It's a strike call. Three and two, the count on Wills. First time up, Wills had a line drive to Norman Cash at first base. Now Swall has gone down with him to the 3-2 count. Here's the motion and the pitch. Swung on a base hit to center field. A line drive through the box by Mari Wills, and he's on with the first hit for the National League today. A single through the box. Here comes Ed Matthews. Matthews, a left-handed batting third baseman who fouled out to second baseman Temple down the first baseline is only time up. American League ahead one to nothing in the fourth inning on Conavito's first inning home run. Ah, the infield sets itself in double play depth on Matthews. Wills, the uh, great base stealer from Los Angeles on first base and the pitch is down low and inside on Matthews. A curveball that broke down way under the hands and backed him off a little bit. Ball one the count on Ed. Here's a set now. And the pitch. Wills goes. There's a fly ball into short left field. Here comes Calavito. Wills is at second base. He's got to go back. Calavito under it. Makes a catch. And Wills retreats to first base. The hit and run. But uh, Matthews had a short fly to left. Picked off by Rocky Calavito. Now Willie Mays is stepping up. Willie bounced to third base to Brooks Robinson, his only time at bat. former National League batting champion in his 11th year with the Giants. Infield and double play depth on Mays, another right-hand batter. Wills trying to get a lead off first, Cash holding with him. The set, the pitch, swing, there's a looping drive to left field. It'll drop in for a base hit by Mays. Wills turns and holds at second. Calavito fires the ball back to second base. He's safe. Rocky cut it loose. He fired the ball on one hop to second baseman Temple and down in the heap went Temple and Wills but Wills was safe scampering back after making the turn on the single by Willie Mays. Now there are two men on one man out and this is the first National League threat Cepeda the batter the big right hand batting outfielder. He had a sharp line drive to Aparicio at short his only time up. Two hits, both off relief man Swall. Don delivers a ball down low, the fastball to Cepeda. Outfield straight away, the infield in double play depth. 
One to nothing, the American League is in the lead over the National Leaguers here in the All-Star Game at Fenway Park in Boston. A swell check at his sign with catcher Johnny Romano sets and pitches. There's a high pop-up out into short right field, and the infield fly rule is called. Johnny Temple under it makes a catch, and the runners hold on. Zapata retired on a pop fly to Johnny Temple. And that'll bring up Roberto Clemente, the league's leading hitter in the National League. A right-hand batter to face Swall. Rocky Colavito hit a homer in the first inning, and the American League uh, is in front, one to nothing in the fourth. The National League continues its threat. They've got two men on and two men down. And Clemente, a real tough man with that bat in his hand, standing deep in the batter's box, waiting on Swall. Uh, the set by the big, tall right-hander. He pitches, and Clemente takes a curve wide, very wide. Ball one, the count on Roberto. Hit a fly ball to Mantle in uh, left center field his first time up. Mantle was playing him over in right center. Clemente pulled the ball a little more than uh, Mickey expected, but he got over there and made the catch. Now the 1-0 pitch coming up to him with two men on and two men out. Small holds his set, delivers. Here's a foul ball hit at the plate on the ground, back of the plate. A low fastball. He golfed that one, but he didn't get much of it. One and one, the count on him. Camille broke in with Montreal, and the Pittsburgh club thought so highly of him. Though he only played a half a year, they made him his their number one draft after the 54 season at Montreal. And uh, he certainly vindicated their judgment. One and one, the count on Clemente. Two men on, two men out. The pitch swung on a high hopper, hit to short. Going to be a tough play for Aparicio. He has it, throw the first to Cash, and Norman makes the play in time for the out. Juggled the ball, but held it enough for the out. And Sicari is charged by first base coach Tappy on that decision, but it's out number three. No runs on two hits. Now, there were no errors, and two runners were left. And at the end of the first half of the fourth inning, the American League won, the National League nothing. Well, this one's moving right along, folks, and if you hurry, you can still get in on one of the top combination offers of this or any other year. You listen? Now, when you buy the $1.95 Gillette Adjustable Razor, you get an 89-cent can of Gillette Right Guard Power Spray Deodorant absolutely free. This is a man's deodorant, not a messy cream, a gummy roll-on, or a drippy squeeze bottle spray. Right Guard is a power spray, fast, convenient, and it dries on contact. Two seconds give you 24-hour protection. Once more, that full-size container of Right Guard is free with the Gillette Adjustable Razor. Now with this razor, you select the blade's edge exposure and angle that's just right for your skin and beard. Macrometer dial on the handle gives you nine different adjustments. Included is a supply of those remarkable super blue blades. Shaved so smooth and easy, you just have to try them to know. There's a deal. Razors, Super Blue Blades, and Right Guard Deodorant, all for $1.95. We've got some changes now in the National League lineup. Johnny Roseborough is behind the bat. Hank Aaron is in right field replacing Camille. And uh, Eddie Casco goes to shortstop replacing Mari Wills. 
And the batter for the American League in the last half of the fourth inning will be Mickey Mantle. Here are the announcements of the National League changes. Number eight from the Los Angeles Dodgers, John Roseboro, out catching and batting eight. Now we're ready to go, and the wind up by Mahaffey, and the pitch is inside, almost hit Mickey Mantle. Mahaffey didn't wait on the announcements. He was ready to go, and he wanted to pitch. Well, it's one to nothing, favor the American League. Uh, they are at bat in the fourth inning. Mickey Mantle, Johnny Romano, and Louis Aparicio are the scheduled batters in this fourth inning. A close play at first base. Sakori ruled the batter Clemente out to end the first half of this inning. There's a ball inside. 2-0 and the count on Mantle. Roseboro now catching. Casco at short. Aaron in right field. The National League changes. Mahaffey replaced Perky on the mound last inning and got the side down in order. Now the right-hander delivers, and it's a strike card. He got a curve over on Mantle. Mickey seemed to be looking for another pitch, and it drifted over there for a strike call. Two and one, the count on Mantle. Bright and sunny in Boston, a great day for baseball. Oh, my happy check at his side with the Roseborough delivers. Here's a high one, fastball. Three and one, the count on Mickey Mantle. Managers like to make use of all this wonderful talent they have for all-star games, and they make a lot of changes. Now Mantle waiting the pitch. He takes a ball inside and gets a walk. That's the first walk off Mahaffey, the first runner against him. And Romano, who was on the on-deck circle, has headed back to the dugout. And now let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is WGY, WGFM Schenectady. Chrysler, Plymouth, or Valiant. New or conditioned used car. The man to see first is Van at Van Dyke Motors in Middleburg, New York. Every car with an all-star rating at Van Dyke Motors. Junction of routes 145 and 30 in Middleburg, New York. Ernie Harwell along with Blaine Wash, Fenway Park in Boston. We've got a pinch hitter for Romano. He went back to the bench. And Roger Maris, the Yankee outfielder, leading the league in home runs with 40. In RBIs with 97, steps in to face Mahaffey. Batting average, 2.80 for Roger. Hurt slightly. He was not in the starting lineup. There's a throw to first. Back in time is Mickey Mantle. Well, the big Yankee one-two punch together in the All-Star game. Mantle on first, Maris at bat. Here's a pitch. It's a ball inside. He curved him down low. Score is one to nothing. American League in the lead over the National Leaguers in the last half of the fourth inning. Well, the American League stars have a man on first and nobody out. Roger Maris. Up there to bat for Johnny Romano. Out of set by Mahaffey. He pitches, and it's a ball in close, 2-0. and Well, he's pitching to Maris much as he pitched to Mantle in tight. And the first two have uh, been very much inside on Roger Maris. Maris, who lives in Raytown, Missouri, right outside of Kansas City, born in Minnesota, uh, grew up at Fargo, North Dakota. 
Upfield deep and around the right on Maris. Used to spell his name M-A-R-A-S, changed it to I-S. White holding with the runner, Mickey Mantle at first base. Here's the set in the pitch. There goes Mantle, the pitch is swung on and popped up into short right field, going back his bowling on the grass, calling for it. He's under it, and he's got it. Mantle goes back to first base. The hit and run was on, and Maris pops to Frank Bowling. Well, here's Louis Aparicio, little man from Venezuela coming to bat. Louis walked his first time, took second on a passed ball, but was left there. American League has had one hit. That was a home run by Calavito. The National League has two hits. Well, they had a couple of singles by Wills and Mays off relief man Swall in the first half of this fourth inning. Aparicio waiting at the plate. The pitch to him. Swung on a ground ball to second base. Bowling bobbles it. It goes behind him. Mantle goes into second safe and safe at first is Aparicio. It'll be an error. Charged to bowling. The ball was hit at a semi-speed. Whether there could have been a double play or not is problematical. Bowling bobbled the ball. It went behind him and both runners are safe. Aparicio safe at first. Mickey Mantle on second. One out. And the batter will be Johnny Temple, who drew a walk his only time at bat. The Cleveland infielder, Johnny Temple, right-hand batter. One to nothing, American League ahead. It's the fourth inning. They've got two men on now. Each time they've threatened with two men on, they did it without the benefit of a base hit. This is the second time they've put two runners on. Now Mahaffey sets in the sidearms in with a strike. He got a curve across. Throw to first to White and Aparicio back in time. A little flip throw down there by Roseborough. Outfield straight away. Mays is not deep at all in center field. Aaron playing a short right. Left fielder Cepeda is back near the wall on the warning track in front of that high wall. Here's a pitch. Temple takes a curve outside. One and one. Roy Face is throwing in the National League bullpen right now. Little right-hander. Well, Bunning started for the American League. Went the first three. Swall has pitched the fourth. Perky started for the National League. Mahaffey in relief now is on the mound. Pitching in the fourth inning. Here's a pitch. Temple swings and fouls it upstairs. Out of play. One ball, two strikes on Johnny. Larry Knapp out to dust off the plate. Well, the fireworks so far in this ball game have come in the first inning. Calavito's home run. That's been the story. American League got their run on one big blow. Nash League has put on one threat. They threatened in the fourth on two singles, but couldn't score off relief man Swall. I'm a happy ready pitches. Temple hits a bounding ball to bowling over to Casco. There's one. The relay to White. It's a double play. Second to short and back to first base. Retiring the side. No runs, no hits. One error, one man left. And at the end of four innings of play, the American League won the National League nothing. Well, that Brooks Robinson of Baltimore, quite a ball player and a good hitter. He uses a fairly light bat. He swings a 31-ouncer. And what number setting does he use on his Gillette adjustable razor? Well, for a rugged-looking guy, he likes a small degree of blade exposure, so he only dials up to number three. 
And that's the beauty of the famous Gillette Adjustable. No matter what kind of skin and beard you have, this razor lets you adjust it to a setting that's exactly right for you. And if you act fast, you can still get a container of Gillette Right Guard deodorant for free when you buy the Gillette Adjustable Razor Set. Right Guard is Gillette's new power spray deodorant. Push the button and presto, two seconds gives you 24-hour protection. Not messy, gummy, or drippy, Right Guard gets right through for complete coverage and dries on contact. That's it, Gillette Adjustable Razor Set and free Right Guard deodorant, only $1.95. They're going fast, and is there any wonder? Fifth inning on tap at Fenway Park, Ernie Harwell along with Blaine Walsh, and the American League ahead, one to nothing over the National Leaguers on the home run in the first inning by Rocky Colavito. The National League comes to bat now, and it's half of the fifth inning, the first half of the fifth, and Bill White will lead it off. And Elston Howard of the Yankees is coming in to do the catching now for the American League, relieving Romano, who left for the pinch hitter, Roger Maris. Elston Howard, a boy who grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and has been a very valuable man to the New York Yankees. He can play all around that baseball diamond. Catching and outfielding is a specialist. Alston now lives in Teaneck, New Jersey, but he uh, grew out in the grew up in the St. Louis area. And here's a Cardinal first baseman, Bill White, the first man to face Swall. Now White swings and there's a line drive, base hit into center field. Mantle coming in to field the ball. White turns, he's going for two. Here's a throw to Temple. He slides, he's safe. A head first slide got Bill White in for a two base hit. Mantle had pulled over to right center. The ball was stroked a little bit toward the left field side of center. Mantle raced to his right field of the ball, firing into Temple, but not in time. And there is the first extra base hit for the National League, their third hit. And all three have been off relief pitcher Swall. Here's Frank Bowling, the boy from Mobile, Alabama. Right-hand hitter. Infield in tight on him. Here's a set, the pitch. It's a strike, a low curveball above the knees. Johnny Rosebar out on deck. Bowling holds the bat uh, back and high. Right hand about awaiting on the right hand of Swall. He delivers. Here's a chopper hit on the right side of the infield. Temple has it. The throw to Cash is in time. Bowling hitting to right, though, gets that run at the third base with one away. And Rosebar, the Dodger catcher, coming up. Left-hand hitting Johnny Roseborough with a batting mark of 245. 15 home runs, 45 runs batted in. Robinson is in tight at third. The rest of the infielders are not in close. Maybe a step or so, and that's all. Out of windup, the pitch to Roseborough. Sliced foul out of play on the roof and then down in the seats behind the National League dugout. One to nothing, the American League ahead in the fifth inning. The National League with a threat now. They've got the tying run at third base and only one out here in the fifth inning against Don Swall. Rosebar leaning in waiting. White uh, taken to come in from third. The pitch swing and a miss on a changeup. Oh, he swung early on that one. Two strike the count on Rosebar. Smokey Burgess started as a catcher and struck out his only time at bat. 
Small checks his sign, ready to go again. The wind up, the pitch, swing and a miss. He struck him out. I believe that tip to the net of Howard. It's a strikeout anyway. And that's the first strikeout for Swall since he came on in the fourth inning. Now the pitcher Mahaffey is due to bat. We'll see who will be the pinch hitter. Koufax has been throwing in the bullpen face also. And it's going to be Stan Musial. Who got a terrific ovation from these Boston fans when he was introduced before the ball game. Musial with a seasonal batting average of 290 has 10 home runs and 48 RBIs. Let's catch this announcement. Number six, Stan Musial. Batting for Musial getting quite an ovation from the New England fans as he steps in. They're two out of man on third. Swall delivers and it's a strike call on Musial. He got the outside corner. A bandage on the right elbow of Musial, uh, Blaine Walsh, reminding us that he was hurt in Milwaukee yesterday. Left hand about her in that famous springing crouch of his. Here's a pitch. It's a ball in close. One and one, the count on Stan. We're getting an announcement that this is the 21st All-Star appearance for Musial, extending the record, to, which belongs to him anyway. Oswald looks him over. White on third, two out. The pitch swung on and fouled out of play upstairs. One and two, the count on Musial. His 20th year as a Cardinal for this man. One-time sore-arm pitcher in Class D baseball who came to the heights as a great hitter. Leaning and waiting now. A chance to tie the ball game with two men out in the fifth inning. One to nothing, the American League ahead. White on third. And a one-two pitch coming up to Musio. Oh, Don Swall picking up his sign. The wind-up, the pitch. Musio swings and strikes out. He struck him out to end the threat. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. And at the end of the first half of the fifth inning, it's the American League one, the National League nothing. The first part of today's game was brought to you by Gillette. And the second half of the game today is brought to you by the Chrysler Corporation. Here comes the last half of the fifth inning now at Fenway Park in Boston, the second All-Star game of 1961 with a score of the American League one and the National League nothing. And it's our pleasure to introduce the fellow who broadcasts the games of the Milwaukee Braves, Blaine Walsh. Thank you very much, Ernie, and good afternoon again, everyone. The new pitcher now for the National League is the left-hander of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Sandy Koufax, who has a record of 13 wins and six losses. We go into the last half of the fifth inning with the American League sending up its third baseman, Brooks Robinson of Baltimore, who struck out his first time up. First pitch, he swings and lines the ball back at the left field. There's a base hit played on the first top by the left fielder, Cepeda. He rifles a shot back in, and Robinson is on first base. Koufax comes on here in the fifth inning. And the first man to face him, Brooks Robinson, lines the first pitch into left field. 
Koufax is the third National League pitcher following Bob Perky, who worked two innings, and Art Mahaffey, who worked two. Mahaffey allowed no runs or hits. He walked one man and struck out nobody. The pitcher is due up next, Don Schwal, and he moves out of the dugout, getting a nice ovation as he walks up toward the plate. The American lead one, the National League nothing. Runner at first base, and nobody out in the last half of the fifth inning. The pitcher, Don Schwal, in the batter's box now, right-handed batter. Robinson edges off first base. Here's the pitcher squaring around a bunt. He fouls one off on the first base side, strike one. The first baseman, Bill White, and the third baseman, Eddie Matthews, were charging in. The leadoff man, Norm Cash, will be the next American League batter. Koufax ready again. Again, Schwal squares away to bunt and again fouls one back. So it's strike two on him. Sandy Koufax, left-hander of the Dodgers, has excellent speed, fine fastball, and good breaking stuff. Koufax ready again, checks the runner at first base. Here's the next pitch. Again, Schwab is going to bunt. He does bunt the ball. Bill White picks it up, throws to second base out, back over to first base, double play. So instead of the intended sacrifice, Don Schwal grounds into a double play that went from the first baseman White back to the shortstop Casco and back over to the second baseman Frank Bowling covering at first base. So there are two outs and nobody on base for the American League in the last half of the fifth inning. And the next batter is the first baseman Norm Cash of Detroit. First pitch to him, he swings, hits a hard ground ball to the shortstop. Casco up with it, over to first base, the side is retired. So the American League is three up and three down in the last half of the fifth inning, despite a leadoff single by Brooks Robinson. No runs, one hit. There were no errors, and nobody left on base. At the end of five innings, the score is the American League one, the National League nothing. To drive in the summertime, especially if your car is new. So Chrysler Corporation picked the summertime to bring all-star values to you. When you buy a new car, two things are important, the car itself and the price you pay. You're ahead on both counts during all-star value days. You get a Chrysler-built car with important features others can't even begin to offer. Things like torsion air ride, the experts call it the best in the business. Unibody construction, seven soak rust proofing, the famous alternator electrical system. And during all-star value days, you get these good things along with the kind of trade you wouldn't expect until late fall. See your Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial dealer for an all-star value this week. We move on to the sixth inning now in this all-star game today at Fenway Park in Boston. In the top half of the sixth inning, Hank Aaron will lead off. He'll be followed by Eddie Matthews and then Willie Mays. The American League in front of the National by a score of one to nothing on Rocky Calavito's homer in the first inning. 
The grounds crew is out now with a couple of go-karts down here dragging the infield quickly. They finish that. The right-hander Don Schwal is ready on the mound for the American League. And Hank Aaron throws away the leaded bat now, puts on the batting helmet, and gets ready to face Schwal. A right-hander is throwing in the American League bullpen. That is Camilo Pasquale of the Minnesota Twins. Here's Hank Aaron now batting for the first time this afternoon. He went into right field earlier, replacing Clemente. Schwal looks down, gets his sign from Elston Howard. Aaron is waiting, and here's the first pitch. It's low, bounces high in the air as it gets away from the catcher. Howard goes over and picks it out of the air. Ball one, no strikes to count on Aaron. Aaron is batting in the leadoff spot where Maury Wills started. Next pitch, Aaron swings and misses. The count is even at one ball and one strike. Wills had one base hit in two trips. So when Danny Murtaugh put Aaron into the game, he put him in the leadoff spot. Top half of the sixth inning. Schwal into the windup. There's the next pitch. A strike gets called, and it's one and two on Aaron. One ball and two strikes to count on Aaron. The right-hander winds and delivers. Here is a ball low and away. That evens the count on Aaron. Ball two and strike two. The American has Calavito in left, Mantle in center, Kaline in right. Robinson at third base, Aparicio at short, Temple at second, Cash at first. Elston Howard is the catcher. Next pitch, a swing and a bouncing ball to the shortstop's left. One big hop to Aparicio. The peg over to first base. Aaron is out. And that's one away in the top half of the sixth inning. A high bounder over the mound, fielded near second base by Aparicio. That'll bring up the third baseman, Eddie Matthews. Eddie is hitless. His first two times up, he has fouled to the first baseman and flied to left. Left-handed batter. Everybody moves around to the right now for Matthews. Schwal is ready. Here's the pitch. Over the plate, but too low. Ball one. Some of the National League teams, of course, will use what we call the full Matthews shift with the shortstop moving over to the second baseman's side of second base and the second baseman dropping back into short right field. The next pitch to Matthews is outside. Ball two and no strikes. One out here in the top half of the sixth inning. Nobody on base. The American League in front by a score of one to nothing. Matthews, of course, ranks high among the list of all-time great home run hitters. Next pitch to Eddie. A ball that's low and inside. Now it's ball three and no strikes on him. Schwal is in his third inning of work, having come on in the fourth inning. He has his sign, winds, and delivers. Ball four. It's low and outside. Matthews draws a walk. So again, the National League has a tying run on base. There is one out, and the next batter will be Willie Mays. Number 24, Willie Mays. 
That is the first walk issued by Schwal. Matthews is at first base down. The batter is Willie Mays. Willie has a base hit in two trips. Right-handed swinger facing a right-handed pitcher. First pitch, he swings and hits a high pop foul. It'll be out of play on the third base side. Strike one the count of Willie Mays. On deck is the other member of the San Francisco Giants in this National League lineup, Orlando Cepeda. Matthews takes his lead off first base. Schwal stretches, checks the runner, and here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball to right field. K-Line is coming in, moving in, still moving in. He's there now, and he makes the catch for the second out. Willie Mays flies to Al K-Line in right field. So there are two outs in the top half of the sixth inning with a runner at first base, and the next batter is Cepeda. He is lined to the shortstop and popped to the second baseman. Strong right-handed batter. This fellow has hit some monumental blasts around the National League. Don Schwal on the mound ready. Delivers a strike. Cepeda was taking that time. Strike one. Rocky Calavito hit that home run back in the first inning for the American League, and that is the difference in this game. Schwal ready again. The next pitch. Cepeda swings and fouls without a play to the right. So it's a strike two count on him. Mantle is playing Cepeda over toward right center. This fellow has good power to all fields, of course. He can hit that ball a long ways to right and right center. Next pitch, Cepeda takes a ball. It's outside. One ball and two strikes the count. Eddie Matthews, who walked, is on first base. Cash playing right on first, keeping him in there close. Right-hander ready again on the mound. Here's the next pitch. He, Cepeda is hit by the pitch. Way inside, he tried to spin out of the way, but he could not. He is hit in the back, and now moves down to first base. So the National League has the tying run at second base, the lead run at first base, and the next batter will be the shortstop, Eddie Casco. Cepeda is all right, but he was hit pretty hard by a fastball. Here's Eddie Casco batting for the first time. Right-handed swinger. Schwal ready, and here's the pitch. Casco takes a strike, gets called. Inside corner around the letters. Strike one. Casco is batting 260. He is with the Cincinnati Reds. Schwal ready again. Here's the next pitch. High and inside. Casco leans back out of the way. The count is even at one ball and one strike. Casco batting with Matthews at second base. Cepeda on first base. There are two outs here in the top half of the sixth inning. Schwal ready again. Checks the runner at second base. Here is the pitch. Casco swings and fouls one back. One ball and two strikes to count on Casco. The 
The outfield stationed about straight away. El Tappy of the Chicago Cubs is coaching at first base for the National League. And Charlie Dressen, the manager of the Braves, is over on the third base side. Next pitch, Casco bounces one high to the shortstop. Aparicio waiting. He's got it, and no throw anywhere. Safe all around. A high bounder that Casco beats out. And the National League has the bases loaded. That is a base hit for Casco. An infield single, a high bounder to the shortstop. And by the time Aparicio got the ball, it was too late to make a play anywhere. So Matthews is at third base, Cepeda at second, and Casco is on first. The American League out in front by a score of one to nothing. That was the fourth base hit for the National League. All of them having come off Schwal. The pitch now to Bill White. Here's a ground ball up the middle. It is picked up by Aparicio, and no throw anywhere. The game is tied. Aparicio, roaming far to his left, came up with the ball, but by the time he got it, it was too late to make a play anywhere. So Matthew scores. The National League's first run to tie the game here in the top half of the sixth inning, and the bases are still loaded. With Cepeda now at third base, Casco at second, and Bill White on first. Bill White drives in the first National League run with his second base hit. White had doubled his previous time at bat. That's five hits, all off Schwal. Here's the pitch to Frank Bowling. He swings, loops one down the left field line. This is out of play up in the box seats down the left field side. Frank Bowling, nothing for two in this game. He was thrown out by the third baseman his first time up and then thrown out by the second baseman. He's a right-handed batter. The National League has tied the score here in the top half of the sixth inning. On a walk, a hit batsman, an infield single, and then another infield single. Bowling, a right-handed batter, is waiting now. Schwal goes into his windup, and here's the pitch. Bowling takes a ball. It's low and inside. One ball, a one strike. There are two outs. The National could do nothing against the American League starter, Jim Bunning. He worked three perfect innings. Don Schwal came on in the fourth. He is now in his third inning of work. Here's the next pitch. Bowling swings. It's a fly ball back into left center field. Colavito moving to his left, calling for it. He makes the catch, and the side is retired. So in the top half of the sixth inning, the National League comes up with one run on two hits. There were no errors, and three men were left on base. At the end of the first half of the sixth inning, the score is the National League 1, the American League 1. Art Gilmore again reminding you of Chrysler Corporation's second gift-time jubilee for owners of 1957, 58, and 59 cars, any make or model. 5,006 winning names will be drawn, and yours may be one of them. You may win an Imperial, America's most carefully built car, or one of five other quality cars from Chrysler Corporation. Or you may win one of 5,000 other valuable prizes, including color TV sets and Chrysler AirTemp room air conditioners. There's nothing to buy. Just fill out an entry blank at any authorized dealer who sells Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial. That's all there is to it, but be sure to register at your dealers by August 12th. 
Jubilee is void in Florida, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Canada. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Feel like a champion. Buy that new or conditioned used car from Van at Van Dyke Motors, your Chrysler Plymouth and Valiant dealer. Everybody scores a home run at Van Dyke Motors, junction of routes 145 and 30 in Middleburg, New York. Finance your new car at the lowest rate in the area. Three and one-half percent per year discounted. Repeat, three and one-half percent with life insurance coverage optional at the Boston Spa National Bank. Offices in Boston Spa and Burnt Hills. This is WGY Schenectady. Pitch is high. Colavito, Kaline, and Mantle will be the first three American League hitters here in the last half of the sixth inning. Koufax, the left-hander, goes into his windup. Here's the next pitch. A ball, this one is high. He started to swing, but checked it. Colavito homered his first time up, accounting for the American League run. Koufax ready. He fires away. A strike on the outside corner. A count of ball three and strike one on Calavito. Right-handed batter. Leading off for the American League here in the last half of the sixth inning. Koufax delivers again. A swing and a foul up on the screen. And now it's a full count on Rocky. Ball three, strike two. There were no changes for the National League. And we have an all-Dodger battery in here now with Johnny Roseboro catching Sandy Koufax. Here's the next pitch. A 3-2 pitch is hit back into right field. Hank Aaron is back there, moving in a few steps. Getting out of the ball now. He's got it, and that is one away. Calavito flies to Aaron in short right field. One out in the last half of the sixth inning. The next batter will be the right fielder, Al Kaline. Another right-handed batter. Nothing for two in this game. He was thrown out by the pitcher in the first inning and thrown out by the shortstop in the third. Al Kaline. Koufax ready, and here's the pitch. In there, a strike it's called. Strike one. One out and nobody on base. So we have a tie game here. National League one, American League one. Koufax ready again. Next pitch. Strike two, it's called. Breaking pitch. So Koufax jumps out in front of K-Line here, nothing and two, with Mickey Mantle on deck. Koufax delivers again. Here's a swing and a bounder up the middle. The second baseman to his right. Bowling has got it. The peg to first base. Safe. He beat it. That was a bounding ball hit directly over the mound. It was picked up by the second baseman bowling behind second base. His throw over to first base was not in time to get K-Line, so that'll be scored as a base hit. The second hit off Koufax and hit number four for the American League. An infield single for K-Line. Here is the first pitch now to Mantle. Mickey swings and misses at the first pitch. Strike one. Mantle, a switch hitter, batting right-handed against the left-hander, Koufax. Mantle has fly to center and walked. Koufax ready again. Here's the pitch. A strike on the inside corner. Strike two on Mantle. This Koufax who really pumped that fastball in there. 
And when he has real good control, he is plenty tough. Time is called. Mantle steps away from the plate. The American League scored a run in the first inning on Calavito's homer. His second all-star home run, by the way. And the National League tied it with a run in the sixth. Next pitch, Mantle swings and misses. He struck him out on three pitches. Mantle goes down swinging. That's two gone here in the last half of the sixth inning. And it'll bring up the catcher, Elston Howard. Elston Howard, who has a batting average of 351, a right-handed swinger, steps in there. Runner at first base, two outs. First pitch to Howard in a little bit too close, ball one. Koufax ready again. Pitch on the way. This one is a little bit outside. Ball two and no strikes on Howard. Howard is batting for the first time. He is hitting in the number five spot. Romano was the starter. Pitch on the way. A swing and a ground ball. A hit back to Matthews at third base. Eddie up with it. The peg over to Bill White at first. Howard is out. And the American League is retired here in the last half of the sixth inning. For the American, no runs. There was one hit, no errors, and one man left on base. So at the end of the sixth inning, the score is the National League 1, the American League 1. Say, Mr. Gilmore, you remember last All-Star game, you told me how I might win a new Chrysler Corporation car? Yes. Well, I didn't get a chance to enter. Like a second chance? I sure would. You've got it. Chrysler Corporation's second gift time jubilee. It works the same way as the first one. Oh? If you own a 57, 58, or 59 car, any make or model, you can win one of 5,006 prizes. There's nothing to buy. All you have to do is register at your dealers. You may win a new Imperial, Chrysler, Dodge Dart, Lancer, Plymouth, Valiant, or one of 5,000 other valuable prizes. And I go to my dealers to sign up? Right. You go in and register with any authorized dealer who sells Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial. You have to register by August 12th, though. Oh, nothing's going to stop me this time. The Jubilee is void in Florida, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Canada. Back at Fenway Park in Boston, this is Blaine Walsh with Ernie Harwell. We're going into the seventh inning now with a new pitcher coming in for the American League. This is a right-hander, Camilo Pasquale. Pasquale has a season's record of eight wins and four losses. Camilo Pasquale. He talks things over with Elston Howard before beginning his warm-up tosses. We have no other changes for the American League. And the score is tied as we go into the seventh. The skies have become quite heavily overcast here in Boston. We had beautiful, bright, sunshiny weather when the game started this afternoon with a temperature of 75 degrees. But now it's clouding up. And it feels as though it's a little bit cooler. Pasquale becomes the third American League pitcher. Bunning worked the first three innings, three perfect innings. Don Schwal, the young right-hander of the Boston Red Sox, worked three innings. 
giving up one run on five hits. He walked one and struck out two. Pasquale finishes his warm-up throws. There's a peg out of second base by Elston Howard. And the National League's first hitter here in the seventh will be the catcher, Johnny Roseboro. Roseboro batted in the fifth inning and struck out. Now he faces Pasquale. Pasquale represents the Minnesota Twins. And I believe that the plate umpire, Larry Knapp, has signaled for the field lights. So we're waiting here until somebody throws the switch. The American League won, the National League won as we go into the seventh. The National has one run, five hits, one error, and six left on, while the American has one run, three hits, no errors, and four left on base. While we're waiting for the lights to be turned on, Pasquale takes a couple of more pitches here. Well, the two managers in this game, Danny Murtaugh of the National League and Paul Richards of the American, have made very few lineup changes. I guess we're going ahead without further lighting here. There they are now. They just turned on the lights here at Fenway Park. Roseboro was ready, and he steps away from the plate, waits for all of the lights to be turned on. And that brightens up the playing field considerably. Johnny Roseboro, a left-handed batter, facing a right-handed pitcher, Pasquale. Here's the first pitch, a swing by Roseboro, a hard foul down the right field side. Strike one. George Altman of the Chicago Cubs is out in the on-deck circle. He probably will bat for Sandy Koufax. Roseboro, left-handed batter, is waiting. Strike one, the count. Pasquale winds and delivers. Change up, a swing and a miss. Eased up on him, a slow breaking pitch. And it's strike two on Roseboro. The outfield shades Ro Roseboro just slightly towards right. Pasquale delivers. Here's a swing and a high pop foul behind the plate. Howard coming back. He might have the room. He's at the backstop, and it is on the screen. He can't get it. So the count stays at strike two on Roseboro. Alston Howard came right back to the backstop that time, and he could not get at it. Nothing and two the count. Pasquale now looks over a new baseball. Robinson at third base. Aparicio at short. Temple at second. Cash at first. Here's the next pitch. Roseboro takes strike three on the outside corner. And he knew it. He just walks back toward the dugout. So Pasquale comes on here on the top half of the seventh and strikes out the first man he faces, Roseboro. And that'll bring up George Altman. There's a young fella having an outstanding year. George Altman of the Chicago Cubs, batting at 325. 
the left-handed batter, batting for the pitcher, Sandy Koufax. One out and nobody on base. The pitch to Altman, he takes a strike on the outside corner. Nothing I won the count. Altman levels the bat. Here's the next pitch to him. A swing and a drive back into center field. Mantle is back there. He is waiting for it now. He makes the catch. And that's two gone. Altman hit one fairly deep into center field. It is handled easily by Mantle. So the National League is two up and two down here in the top half of the seventh inning. And the next batter will be Hank Aaron. Aaron, a right-handed swinger, was thrown out by the shortstop his first time up. He is batting now with two outs and nobody on base in the top half of the seventh inning. Pasquale looks in for a sign. Timeout is called. The plate umpire, Larry Knapp, calls the timeout. We're ready again. Aaron steps back into the batter's box, taps the plate. Pasquale has his sign, goes into the windup, and here's the next pitch. A fastball is fouled back on the screen. Strike one. Score tied here, one to one. The National and the American in the second All-Star game of the summer. The National League has won three straight All-Star games, and they're trying to make it four today, of course. Camilo Pasquale of the Twins, the third American League pitcher, is out there working now. The windup and the next pitch. Aaron looks at a slow curveball. It is too low. One ball and one strike. One to one the count on Hank Aaron. Next pitch. This one is low again. Ball two. Two and one. two strike one there are two outs and nobody on base here in the first half of the seventh inning this is quite a spectacle here this afternoon at Fenway Park not an empty seat anywhere Pasquale ready again here's the next pitch Aaron looks at a fastball which is low and away and gets away from the catcher so now it's a count of three and one on Aaron with Eddie Matthews due to bat next Pasquale looks over to baseball again, looks down, gets his sign from Howard, goes into his windup. 3-1 pitch on the way. A strike gets called out. It's a full count on Aaron. Ball three and strike two. Aaron, no doubt, steps out of the batter's box, looks out toward that left field wall out there. Very high, but when you're standing down on the field, it looks pretty close. Pasquale gets his sign again. A full count on Aaron. Three and two. Now something has got to give. Pasquale goes into the windup. Pitch on the way. Aaron swings. Chops one down the third baseline. It is a foul ball. Fielded by Brooks Robinson. Charging in quickly. The National has one run on five hits. While the American has one run on three hits.
Aaron back in the batter's box again. Check something with the umpire before getting ready. Now he levels the bat. Pasquale has his sign, goes into the windup. 3 2 pitch again, a swing and a pop foul. The catcher coming back, this will be out of play. And he drops high on the screen, right in front of the press box to our right. So since the count reached three and two, Aaron has fouled off two pitches. Colavito in left, Mantle in center, K-line in right. Play Aaron about straight away. Aaron, of course, is another fellow who has good power to all fields. A lot of people have said he can line that ball to right field with any left-handed batter. And he has hit some good shots to right. Pasquale into the windup again. 3-2 pitch, a line drive into left field. Calavito back there, makes a one-handed catch in front of the scoreboard. Aaron hit a sizzler, but Calavito was back there where he could handle it without any difficulty, and the side is retired. So the National is three up, three down in the top half of the seventh inning. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on base. And so at the end of six and one-half innings, the score is the National League one, the American League one. To drive in the summertime, especially if your car is new. So Chrysler Corporation picked the summertime to bring all-star values to you. You know, if you've even been thinking about buying a new car, you couldn't pick a better time for it than right now. That's because all-star value days are on right now at your Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, and Imperial dealers. All-star values mean exceptionally high trade-ins, the kind you normally don't see until fall. What's more, unlike a fall cleanup time, there are still plenty of body styles and colors to choose from. And you'll still have the rest of the summer to enjoy your new car. Stop in and see your Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial dealer right after the game. We go to the last half of the seventh inning here at Fenway Park, and the American League fans now are taking the seventh inning stretch. We have National League changes now. The right fielder is George Altman of the Chicago Cubs, replacing Hank Aaron. So Altman, who batted for Koufax, will be hitting in the number nine spot. The new pitcher for the National League is Stu Miller. He becomes the fourth pitcher used, following Perky, Mahaffey, and Koufax, each of whom worked two innings. Koufax allowed no runs on two hits, walked none, and struck out one. Stu Miller, who throws a lot of slow, soft stuff up there, good breaking stuff, and has good control. He will face Aparicio, Temple, and Robinson now in the last half of the seventh inning, in a game that is tied at one to one. Roseboro rifles a shot out of second base. Bowling over to Casco to Matthews, back into Stu Miller on the mound. Stu Miller of the San Francisco Giants. So there are three Giants in the lineup now. The left fielder, Cepeda, the center fielder, Bays, and the pitcher, Stu Miller. Louis Aparicio steps into the batter's box. Stu Miller goes into his windup, and here's the pitch. Slow curve ball is in too close. Ball one. 
Aparicio, right-handed batter, has walked and was safe on an error, so he's been on base a couple of times. Little Louie, they call him around Chicago. He levels the bat. Stu Miller goes into his windup again. Here's the next pitch, a swing and a high foul down the first base side. White going after it, Altman coming over, but this he is out of play. Bouncing high in the lower grandstand, and it's a count of one ball and one strike on Aparicio. The National League won the American League won in the last half of the seventh inning. Stu Miller looks in, gets a sign from Johnny Roseboro. Aparicio waiting. Here's the next pitch. This is a strike gets called up across the letters. One ball and two strikes on Aparicio. Last half of the seventh inning. The right-hander ready. Next pitch on the way. Aparicio swings and misses. So Stu Miller comes on here in the last half of the seventh inning and strikes out the first man he faces. Aparicio goes down swinging. That's one out in the seventh, and it'll bring up the second baseman of the Cleveland Indians, Johnny Temple. The lights have been turned on here as the sky suddenly became quite heavily overcast in Boston. Johnny Temple, a right-handed batter, has walked and grounded into a double play. First pitch to him, high and outside. Ball one. Ball one, no strikes. One out and nobody on base. Fairly strong breeze is blowing straight in from right. Stu Miller delivers a strike on the outside corner and it's one and one on Temple. Johnny Temple, of course, spent the better part of his career in the National League with Cincinnati. Next pitch on the way, a swing and a miss. And it's one and two on the American League second baseman. In the infield for the National League, Eddie Matthews at third, Eddie Casco at short, Frank Bowling at second, and Bill White at first. Here's the one-two pitch, slow curveball, a swing, and a foul tip. Temple just got a piece of that slow curveball. The count stays at one and two. Matthews, Bowling, and White started this afternoon for the National League. Maury Wills was the starting shortstop. He was replaced earlier by Casco. The left fielder and center fielder are the starters also. Cepeda in left, Mays in center. We've had three right fielders, Clemente, Aaron, and now Altman. And two catchers, Burgess and Roseboro. Next pitch, a swing and a miss, and the bat goes down toward the third baseman. The bat flew from the hands of Johnny Temple as he swung and missed, striking out. So that's two strikeouts in a row by Miller. Two outs in the last half of the seventh inning. And here is the third baseman of Baltimore, Brooks Robinson. He has one of the American League's three base hits. A single to left. Here's a swing on the first pitch. He lines the ball foul into the box seats down the left field side. Robinson struck out back in the second inning and then lined a single to left. Strike one the count on him. Tie game in the last half of the seventh inning. One to one. 
Miller has his sign, goes into the windup. Here's the next pitch. A slow pitch is hit back to the shortstop. One hop. Casco fires over to first base. Bill White has to move to the outside to take the throw, but the American League is three up and three down in the last half of the seventh inning. That play went from Casco to White. In the seventh for the American, no runs, no hits, and nobody left on base. And so at the end of the seventh inning, the score is still tied. One to one. Would you like to win a new car, a brand new Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial free? Well, this could be your lucky summer. It's Chrysler Corporation's second big gift time jubilee. If you own a 1957, 58, or 59 car, any make or model, you may win a brand new car or one of 5,000 other valuable prizes, including color TV sets and Chrysler AirTemp room air conditioners. And here's some more good news. There's nothing to buy, no jingles to finish. All you have to do is register at any dealer who sells Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial. Nothing to it. You have to register by August 12th, so do it real soon. You could win a brand new car in Chrysler Corporation's Gift Time Jubilee. Jubilee is void in Florida, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Canada. Fenway Park in Boston. We go to the top half of the eighth inning with the National League sending up Matthews, Mays, and Cepeda to face the right-hander Camilo Pasquale. Score tied at one to one. Matthews walked and scored the National League's run in the sixth inning. Left-handed batter facing a right-handed pitcher. Pasquale ready, and here's the pitch. A swing and a foul back just below us on the screen. A strike one counter, Matthews. Matthews has fouled to the first baseman, fly to left, and walked. So he's 0 for 2, but has scored the National League's run. The outfield moves around to the right on him. Pasquale is ready. Here's the next pitch. A changeup is Matthews swings and misses. Strike two. Eddie was jumping up and down that time, waiting for that soft one to reach the plate. He finally cut around and missed. Sort of waved at it. We're in the top half of the eighth inning now in this 31st All-Star game. Strike two, the count on Matthews. Willie Mays down to one knee in the on-deck circle. He'll be in the next hitter. Pasquale winds and delivers. A strike three, a fastball on the outside corner, and Matthews is called out on strikes. And that is the second strikeout by Pasquale. He reached back and got a little extra that time and really poured that fastball in there and got it right where he wanted it on that outside corner away from Matthews' power. That brings up the National League's all-star center fielder, Willie Mays. Willie has one base hit and three times a bat. Right-handed swinger. There's the pitch to Willie. He swings and misses, taking a big cut. Mays has been thrown out by the third baseman. He singled to left, and his last time up, he flying to right. The National League won, the American League won. Top half of the eighth inning, one out and nobody on base. Willie Mays the batter. Strike one, the count. Pasquale delivers. A ball outside. Gets away from Howard. He runs it down quickly, and the count is even. A one ball and one strike. 
Well, you cannot afford to make a mistake with this fellow up there. Willie, a fine hitter and a very fast runner. Great all-around ball player. One on one the count. The windup and the next pitch. Breaks low and away. Ball two and strike one on Mays with his teammate Orlando Cepeda in the on-deck circle now. Larry Knapp is calling the balls and strikes. He's an American League umpire. The windup by Pasquale. Here's the next pitch. Fastball is too low. Now it's three and one on Mays. Frank Sicori of the National League is at first base. John Flaherty of the American at second. Ed Sudall of the National League at third. Al Smith of the American down the left field line. And Chris Pelicutis of the National League down the right field line. Six umpires. The American League scored that run in the first inning on Colavito's homer. The National tied it in the sixth. It's one to one. Next pitch. Mays takes ball four. It was over the plate but too low. Willie draws a walk. And that is the first walk issued by Pasquale. And here is Orlando Cepeda, who was hit by a pitch ball his last time up. He had lined to the shortstop and popped to the second baseman before that. Big, strong, right-handed batter. So the National League has the lead run at first base now with one out. Cepeda is waiting. Pasquale goes to the rosin bag, flips it down. And now looks in for a sign. Takes a lot of time, and Cepeda steps away from the plate. They turned on the lights here at Fenway Park before the start of the seventh inning. Here's the pitch. Cepeda takes a strike on the outside corner. There's a peg down to first base. Mays gets back safely. Elston Howard. Rifle to throw down to the first baseman, Norm Cash. A right-hander, Hoyt Wilhelm, is throwing in the right center field bullpen for the American League. Wilhelm of the Baltimore Orioles. A strike one count on Cepeda. Here's the next pitch. A swing and a ground ball is hit to the second baseman. He charges in, goes to first base. Cepeda is out, but Mays is on second base. Johnny Temple had to charge in for the slow roller, and by the time he came up with it, there was no chance of getting Mays, who was speeding in the second base. So he threw over to Cash to get Cepeda. There are two outs. That lead run is in scoring position now, and the next batter will be Ernie Banks of the Chicago Cubs. Well, here's another fine home run hitter who started off the season pretty well then had a leg injury and developed eye trouble and his long string of consecutive games played was broken but just recently got back into the lineup for the Chicago Cubs and has been hitting the ball very well Ernie Banks Banks is batting for Eddie Casco here's the first pitch to him a fast strike on the outside corner strike one Ernie Banks, a right-handed batter, faces Camilo Pasquale with two outs here in the top half of the eighth inning. And Willie Mays at second base for the National League. And the score tied at one to one.
Right-hander sets himself. Here's the pitch. This one misses the outside corner. The count on Banks is even. A one ball, a one strike. Here's a tall, slender fellow who does not appear to be real strong, but I have seen him give that baseball some great rides. Here's a slow curveball missing outside. Ball two. Banks is batting 285. Has 17 home runs for the year. Right-hander Pasquale is in his second inning of work now. He set the national down one, two, three in the seventh. But he has walked a man here in the eighth. Mays now is on second base. There are two outs. Banks is waiting. Pasquale ready. Here's the pitch. Banks swings and misses. That evens the count of ball two and strike two. Pasquale takes plenty of time between pitches. Kicks the dirt around out there on the mound. Sky is becoming more heavily overcast. It looks as though we could get some rain. But we do not anticipate any rain here until later on in the evening. Timeout is called. Howard goes out to talk with Pasquale just briefly. A ball two and a strike two count. Banks levels the bat. This fellow has great wrist action. Swinging that bat. Here's the pitch on the way. He swings and misses. He struck him out. And the side is retired in the top half of the eighth inning. Two strikeouts in the inning. Three altogether by Pasquale. For the national in the top of the eighth. No runs. No hits. There were no errors. One walk and one man left on base. We go to the last half of the eighth inning. The score, the National League won, the American League won. It's fun to drive in the summertime, especially if your car is new. So Chrysler Corporation picked the summertime to bring all-star values to you. This year, wouldn't it be great to take your vacation in a new car? You just can't beat that snug, secure feeling. It makes driving a pleasure instead of a project. Well, during All-Star Value Days, you can pick up a new car, a Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial for a lot less than you might think. Right now, your dealer is making trades you normally wouldn't see until fall cleanup time. And unlike fall cleanup time, you can get just about any color and body style you want. Get your All-Star Value at your Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial dealers. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Don't strike out when it comes to car values. See Van at Van Dyke Motors. Low overhead and direct with the owner deals guarantee you the lowest price on a new Chrysler, Plymouth, or Valiant at Van Dyke Motors. Junction of routes 145 and 30 in Middleburg, New York. WGY, WGFM Schenectady. Finance your new car at the lowest rate in the area, 3.5% per year discounted. Repeat, 3.5% with life insurance coverage optional at the Boston Spa National Bank. Offices in Boston Spa and Burnt Hills. Well, an additional attraction here at Fenway Park that lasted for about a minute. A couple of young fans came bounding out of the right field box seats, ran across the outfield, to say something to the left fielder Orlando Cepeda. 
They were chased by a couple of park policemen and finally apprehended as they were about to get back into the box seats from whence they'd come. So we go to the last half of the eighth inning. The pitcher, Pasquale, is leading off here for the American League, facing a right-hander, Stu Miller. Miller came on in the seventh inning and set the American League down in order. Miller ready, and here's the pitch to Pasquale. A strike on the inside corner. Strike one. Pasquale will be followed by Cash and Conolito. Next pitch. Slow, tantalizing curveball. Misses low and away. One ball, one strike the count. Stu Miller, the fourth pitcher used by the National League. The first three worked two innings each. Miller into his windup. Next pitch on the way. Fastball is outside. Ball two, strike one. Score tied one to one as we start the last half of the eighth inning. We're getting down near the end and very little scoring today. Rocky Calavito clear that left field wall his first time up. Counting for the American League run. Next pitch on the way. A strike on the outside corner and the count is even at two and two on Pasquale. The National League manufactured a run in the sixth inning on a walk, a hit batsman, and a couple of infield singles to tie the game. Miller ready again. Pitch on the way. A swing and a pop-up. Down the first base side, Bill White crosses into foul territory. He's calling for it now. He's got it, and that is one away. Pasquale falls out to the first baseman. And we just got a drop of rain or two here. So it looks as though we could have some difficulty with the weather. The skies became heavily overcast about midway through the game. And the field lights were turned on at the beginning of the seventh inning. The American League batting in the last half of the eighth, there is one out. And here is the leadoff man, Norm Cash of Detroit, who is 0 for 3. He faces Stu Miller for the first time. The first pitch is outside, ball one, away from the left-handed batter. It is beginning to rain just a little bit harder now. Next pitch, Cash takes ball two, it's outside. Ball two and no strikes. One out here in the last half of the eighth inning, and it's beginning to rain. And it looks as though it could rain harder. Well, we said we didn't anticipate any rain this afternoon, but we're getting some anyway. Here's the next pitch to Cash. This one is inside, so it's ball three. Three and oh. On the American League's first baseman, a left-handed swinger. The outfield shades him around towards right. Miller goes into his windup, and here's the pitch. A strike, it's called. Ball three and strike one on Cash. Well, the scorecard is beginning to get a little bit wet now. And a lot of the fans who are seated in the box seats head for cover. Here's the next pitch. Cash swings, it's a bouncing ball to the second baseman. Bowling up with it over to Bill White at first base, two gone. Norm Cash hit a roller back to the second baseman. He is thrown out. So there are two outs in the last half of the eighth, and here is Rocky Calavito. Calavito homered way back in the first inning, accounting for the American League run. That came off Bob Perkey. Since then, he has popped out of the shortstop and fly to right. The pitch to Rocky. He swings and misses out in front of a changeup. 
Score time here, one to one. The American League batting in the last half of the eighth inning with two outs and nobody on base. Stu Miller delivers a curveball, breaks a little bit low and away. One to one the count on Calavito. Rocky levels the bat, points it out toward the pitcher and just holds it there momentarily. Next pitch, a swing and a ground ball is hit to Matthews. Eddie up with it nicely. Over to first base. Calavito is out. And the American League is retired in order here in the last half of the eighth inning. That play went from Matthews across to Bill White. So in the bottom of the eighth for the American, no runs, no hits, and nobody left on base. At the end of the eighth inning, the score is the National League 1, the American League 1. Say, how'd you like to see a spanking new Imperial, Chrysler, Dodge Dart, Lancer, Plymouth, or Valiant pull up to your house and have the man driving it say, it's yours, you won it. Well, it can happen to you if you own a 1957, 58, or 59 car, any make or model. Chrysler Corporation is having a second big gift time jubilee wherever their cars are sold. All you have to do is drop in and register at your dealers. There's nothing to buy. And as soon as you register, you're eligible to win a brand new car or one of 5,000 other prizes, including color TV sets and Chrysler AirTemp room air conditioners. Sound good? It is, but you'd better hurry. The last day you can register in the Jubilee is August 12th. Take a few minutes and see your authorized Plymouth, Valiant, Dodge, Dart, Lancer, Chrysler, or Imperial dealer tonight. Jubilee Void in Nebraska, Florida, Wisconsin, and Canada. Well, we go to the ninth inning here at Fenway Park in a tie game. It is one to one, and Bill White will lead off against Camilo Pasquale. Ernie Harwell, seated here on my right, is looking anxiously up toward the sky. Ernie, how does it look to you? Well, it looks a little wet right now, Blaine, but uh, I believe they'll continue to play for a while. It's overcast, and we're still getting some rain, but not bad enough to discontinue the play. So let's see what happens here in this ninth inning. Bill White of the St. Louis Cardinals leads off now. Bill has two base hits. He is the only hitter in this National League lineup who has more than one base hit. Pasquale delivers. Here's a breaking pitch low and inside. White steps away from it, taking ball one. One and all the count. What a ball game this has been. The American League led one to nothing from the first inning until the sixth when the National got its run. And we go to the ninth now, tied at one to one. There have been only eight base hits in the game. Next pitch, White chops one down the first baseline. Cash in, takes it right alongside first base, steps on the bag, and White is out of there. White grounds to the first baseman unassisted in the top half of the ninth inning. That'll bring up the second baseman, Frank Bowling. Frank is hitless today and three times at bat, a right-handed swinger. He faces Pasquale for the first time. One out and nobody on base in the top half of the ninth in a light rain here at Fenway Park in Boston. Johnny Roseboro moves out of the dugout. He will become the next National League batter. Here's the pitch now to Bowling. He backs away from a fastball. Ball one. One ball and no strikes. The right-hander of the Minnesota Twins, Camilo Pasquale, looks down for a sign from Elston Howard. 
He's into the windup. Here's the next pitch. Bowling hits a ground ball back to the third baseman. Robinson has it. The peg over to first base. Low throw scooped up by Cash. And that's two gone. Robinson didn't put too much on that throw. It was low. But it was scooped up by Cash. And bowling is out. Here is Johnny Roseboro now. Score tied one to one. Roseboro batting with nobody on base. Top half of the ninth inning. National League one, American League one. Roseboro steps in there. He has struck out twice. Left-handed batter facing a right-handed pitcher. The pitch to him, a curve strike. Strike one of Roseboro. He is the second National League catcher. Smokey Burgess was the starter. Roseboro is batting now for the third time. Pitch on the way. He swings. It's a high pop-up foul on the first base side. Cash coming over, looking up. The catcher, Elston Howard, is over, but they can't get it. It's six rows up in the box seats. So it's a strike two count on Roseboro. That was a tremendously high pop foul. And I guess somebody just threw a cherry bomb in center field. I would imagine that is very discomforting to the center fielder out there, Mickey Mantle, who has, his, of course, his back turned to the bleachers, and somebody threw a bomb that, while it was not too close to him, well, that's a pretty loud report right behind you. So it's a strike two count on Johnny Roseboro. Pasquale looks down, gets his sign, pounds the ball into his glove three or four times. Two outs, nobody on base here in the top half of the ninth inning. Roseboro waiting. Pasquale delivers, high and outside. One ball and two strikes. With the wind blowing in from right field, it is blowing into the press and radio areas up here. Not running real hard, but it is a steady drizzle. Here's the next pitch. Strike three. Roseboro is called out on strikes, and the side is retired. Johnny just looked at a pitch on that outside corner. That is the fourth strikeout by Pasquale, and he retires the National League in order here in the top half of the ninth inning. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on base. So we come down to the last half of the ninth inning with the score, the National League one, the American League one. This is Art Gilmore saying so long now for Chrysler Corporation. We were glad to be with you. And don't forget, if you own a 1957, 58, or 59 car, any make or model, you may win a brand new car in Chrysler Corporation's second gift time jubilee. There's nothing to buy. Just drop in and register at any authorized dealer who sells Chrysler Corporation cars. You may win a new Imperial, Chrysler, Dodge Dart, Lancer, Plymouth, Valiant, or one of 5,000 other valuable prizes. See your dealer soon, won't you? Your entry must be in by August 12th. So long now, and I hope you win. The Jubilee is void in Florida, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Canada. We come down to the last half of the ninth inning now. With the score tied at 1-1, one one, Stu Miller on the mound for the National League. 
the American League will send up Kaline, Mantle, and Howard to face him. They have just announced the attendance figures. And on my right here, with the figures, is Ernie Harwell. Right, Blaine, it's 31,851 paid admissions, and a lot of the folks are out of the rain now and headed for shelter. But we've got an exciting ball game, and here's that last half the ninth inning. Well, we've seen some outstanding pitching here this afternoon. Now it's the last half of the ninth in a tie ball game. Al Kaline, who has one hit in three trips. A right-handed batter faces Stu Miller. First pitch, a swing and a line drive. They, it gets past the second baseman into right center field. The ball is picked up by Willie Mays. Willie rifles a throw back to the first baseman, and Kaline just gets back safely. That'll be a base hit for Kaline. And the American League has the winning run at first base with nobody out. And the next batter is Mickey Mantle. That was a soft line drive. It looked as though Bowling might be able to get it on a line, but he elected to play it on a hop and it bounced past him. Willie Mays came up with the ball and threw over to first base. Bill White had to move off the bag to take the throw, and Kaline just got back in safely. That's hit number four for the American League. And the second for Kaline. Here is Mantle now, the pitch to make. A ball that misses outside. Ball one, no strikes. Mantle has flied to center, walked and struck out. He's 0 for 2. Batting left-handed again against the right-hander Stu Miller, the fourth National League pitcher. The right-hander stretches. Checks the runner at first base. Here's the pitch. Mantle takes ball two. It's outside. A steady drizzle falling here in Boston at Fenway Park. This 31st Major League All-Star game. Coming down near a finish now. Here's the pitch. Mantle swings and misses. He tried to hold up, but he could not. He went around, and it's a count of ball two and strike one. Mickey Mantle with great power of course up there looking for his pitch. He calls a timeout. Drives the business end of that bat. K-line at first base edges off now. Miller stretches. And the next pitch is on the way. A swing and a miss. He was out in front of one of those slow curveballs. Ball two and strike two. A left-hander Mike McCormick of the Giants and a right-hander Don Drysdale of the Dodgers are warming up out in the right field bullpen for the National League. Ball two and strike two the count. Mantle is waiting. We have a tie game here. One to one. Last half of the ninth inning. Nobody out. Stu Miller delivers. There's a swing and a foul off the end of Mantle's bat down the third base side. Rolling over toward the National League dugout. Count stays at ball two and strike two. The rain coming down a little bit harder now. Mantle steps out of the batter's box, dries his hand, again tries to dry off the bat. And now Mantle finally walks away from the plate and calls for the rosin bag from the on-deck hitter, Elston Howard. Matthews is the third baseman. Ernie Banks at short. Frank Bowling at second. Bill White at first. Banks is the third National League shortstop here this afternoon. 
Cepeda in left, Mays in center, Altman in right. For the National League, Roseboro crouches down behind the plate, flashes a sign. Miller is ready, here's the next pitch. Mantle swings and misses. He struck him out. Mantle goes down swinging. And that is the second strikeout by Stu Miller. And it brings up the catcher, Elston Howard. Elston Howard, a right-handed batter. Batting for the second time. Back in the sixth inning, he was thrown out by the third baseman. Stu Miller, ready. Here's the pitch. Howard takes a strike on the outside corner. Strike one. Nothing and won the count. Tremendous excitement here now. You can feel the tension build. The American League has that winning run at first base. There is one out. A strike one count on Howard. Miller stretches. Lob throw to first base. K-Line is back easily. K-Line let off with a single here. He is the only American League hitter who has more than one hit. Miller ready again. There goes the runner, a swing and a miss. Here's Roseboro's peg to second base. He is safe. K-Line steals second base. That looked like a pretty good throw from Roseboro to bowling, but K-Line just beat it, and he is in scoring position, and he represents the winning run. The pitch to Howard was a strike, so it's nothing and two on him. He swung and missed, of course, covering up for the runner who was breaking with the delivery. So there's the winning run at second base with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning. Nothing and two the count. Howard went over and powdered the handle of the bat with a rosin bag. A little difficult to get a good grip on the bat if it gets wet at all. And it's raining quite hard here at Fenway Park in Boston. Miller is ready. He stretches. Here's the pitch. A ground ball is fouled, just fouled on that third baseline. Bounces against the box seat railing and out into left field. Run down by the umpire on the left field line, Al Smith. Still a strike two count on Howard. In the on-deck circle is Louis Aparicio, the American League shortstop. Nothing and two the count. Howard is waiting. Miller working carefully on this fellow. The stretch motion and the pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Elston Howard goes down swinging. That's four strikeouts for Stu Miller. There are two outs now. And the next batter will be a pinch batter. And this looks like Roy Seavers walking out. It is. Roy Seavers, the big first baseman of the Chicago White Sox, is going to bat for Aparicio. Here's the announcement on him. Number five, Roy Sievers, Sievers now, big right-handed batter with an opportunity to drive that winning run across the plate for the American League. The first man up, K-Line, singled into center field. He stole second. But there are two outs now. Here's the pitch. Sievers takes a breaking pitch outside. Ball one. Roseboro going to his knees, reaching out far to the right to make the stop. Ball one, no strikes. Seavers levels the bat. Miller stretches, checks that runner at second base. 
Here's the pitch. Slow curve, a strike on the outside corner. Seavers was going to swing, but took it. And the count is even, a one ball, a one strike. Seavers is batting 311. And he has hit 19 home runs. Miller ready again. Here's the pitch. A swing and a miss, and it's strike two. Score tied here, one to one. Last half of the ninth inning. The winning run on second base. There are two outs. And now it's a one ball, two strike count on Roy Seavers. Kaline takes his lead off second base. Everybody pulled around to the left for Seavers. Miller stretches. Checks the runner at second base. Here's the pitch. Seavers takes the ball. It's low. Now the count is tied. Even at ball two and strike two. The National League has one run on five hits. The American League has one run on four hits. And their fourth hit was this leadoff single here in the last half of the ninth by Kaline. Mantle struck out. Kaline stole second. Then Howard struck out. So it's two gone in the bottom of the ninth. And it's up to Roy Seavers now to keep it going for the American League. Or to end it. Miller ready. Pitch on the way. Seavers takes a ball. It's low and away in a nice stop by Roseboro. He had to jump out to his right, going to his knees to make the stop. And now it's a full count on Seavers. Ball three and strike two. Stu Miller calls for a new baseball. Larry Knapp complies with his request, throws out a new one. Tension packed, last half of the ninth inning now. This 31st All-Star game has been a real close one. You can't get him any closer than this. 3-2 pitch to Seavers. He swings and misses. He struck him out. To retire the side and to send this game into extra innings. What a job by Stu Miller, the little right-handed relief specialist of the San Francisco Giants, who gave up a leadoff single to K-Line, then struck out Mandel. K-Line stole second, then he struck out Howard and Roy Seavers, a pinch hitter. So Stu Miller, in three innings, has five strikeouts. In the last half of the ninth, for the National League, American League, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man was left on base, and time has been called. The rain continues quite steadily here at Fenway Park in Boston, so the umpires have called a timeout, and the ground crew now busily covers the plate area and the mound while the remainder of this large crew rolls out the large tarpaulin which will cover the entire playing area. This is Blaine Walsh along with Ernie Harwell. The uh, mound and the plate areas have been covered now and the ground crew has brought that tarpaulin out across the right side of the infield and now I've gone back and grabbed the, an edge and are bringing, bringing it across the left to unfold it once more I believe. Most of the fans now have left the exposed areas and moved up under cover. So, uh, Ernie, uh, we could sit here for quite a while yet. Yes, sir. I think it's just going to depend on the weather altogether. And uh, it's up, I presume, now to the commissioner plus the umpires to see whether the field is ready to uh, be played upon again. It's uh, too bad the weatherman couldn't hold up, but uh, he's got a real rain coming down now. And we've just got to wait and see what's going to happen. I would presume that if the game is stopped, uh, we'll wait over here and uh, play it again tomorrow or else uh, try to reschedule it tonight because 
It is uh, an official ball game right now, but it has not come to a definite conclusion as far as winning and losing is concerned. It's a 1-1 tie, and uh, we've completed nine innings at Fenway Park in Boston. Well, ladies and gentlemen, sports fans, as you know, the All-Star game is being held up by rain, and uh, while that is happening, we're going to bring you the feature race from Saratoga. And when the game resumes, we shall join them. Right now, it's the feature race from beautiful Saratoga Racetrack, another major event in your Schaefer Circle of Sports. <laughs> 